0: That's the thing. Yeah. You've lost some of that. Like we've lost the uh, like America's funniest home videos, where it was legitimately the cat fell off the television. Now it's all. I mean, I think TikTok. Now I'm having an epiphany. I think TikTok is the new generation of America's funniest home videos. Like except it's all camera staged
1: videos. Well, but not America's
0: staged. funniest home videos were just like just home like... videos, right? And okay, they were yeah. funny. And then they. And then people realize, oh, I can win money. So then they started staging the funny videos, and so they weren't nearly yeah. as spontaneous. There's so
1: many dads out there who just got hit yeah. in the
0: hit right in the nuts,
1: junk for no reason. You know, that when I was for a couple of thousand dollars. <laughs> years All ago, right, Tommy, yesterday. give it to me. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, We're gonna win this one.
0: Hello, and welcome to the BizDev Podcast, the podcast about developing your business. I am your host, David Baxter, and I'm joined today by the walking square Gary Voigt. How you doing, man? Yeah, well,
1: I guess I'm pretty geographically covered. Walking square, where did you get that from? Your shoulders are like a block.
0: Yeah, it's like like freakishly square. (laughs) Your shoulders go straight out from your neck. Like, there is no dip, it is straight out. I can translate. We are here to talk about shapes. development. No, can you can you be a triangle?
1: Uh,
0: no. no oh,
1: that's no, freaky no. dude. Give me some time. That
0: that's that's nice. All right, so we're going to jump in here and we're going to talk about fun stuff. Let's we're going to talk about what Apple VR. Are you getting excited about this? It's been rumored
1: this? for many many years. Am I excited? Me? Eh, not really. I'm not I'm not huge into the VR goggles, but I am excited to see that everybody who's been predicting this for so long are just chomping at the bit for this to happen. And now apparently the uh, Apple investigators have found like patents that they filed under a shell company name of Reality I.O. or Reality OS. or yeah, Reality, Reality OS, right? Yeah. And they're saying that this Reality OS is the patent name for their VR operating system, which is going to be run on what other reality branded things, like a reality branded headset using the new M2 chip? Um, the one thing that will look that I will say looks really cool. I don't know if this is just an artist's rendition or if it maybe came from a leaker or whatever, but if you can imagine basically like the, the sleek look of a, like an iPhone 12 Pro mm-hmm. without a notch and curved. So it's got a sleek, like outer glass, and that would be almost—I would imagine—that like same screen would be like on the inside, and it it's almost looks like the shell of like or the shape of like uh, a mask, like a scuba mask, but like a low-profile one. Mm, you know what I mean? Real thin, like something James Bond would wear, not something that your local, you know, scuba diver would wear. But and I say it's like Johnny Mnemonic. Forever. Did you ever see those
0: goggles that he wore in that old movie, yeah.
1: Keanu Reeves? The thing don't is, Don't watch they, that movie. It's a horrible movie. They don't look bad. It's weird. They don't well, look too big or too small. They don't look too futuristic or too plastic. They look kind of cool. I mean, they're not glasses the, and they're not like headgear.
0: But they're supposed to be, or at least the rumor is, right? That they're supposed to be ones you wear all the time. This isn't a quest where I'm sitting alone in my room. You're supposed to wear these out and about, right?
1: I don't think so. I don't think not yet. No, no, no. I think at they they're, they're to doing their Oculus. Cameras, right? Well, I think they're doing their Oculus version first and then going into the wearable. Maybe. I don't know. To me, I don't... The Oculus is already... If that's what you're looking for, that's already done. Yeah, right? but of course, the, the was Quest 2 is... The Quest is already existing, making it slightly cooler <laughs> and then putting a, a but bigger I mean, price I it. But the, the it. rumor is that this thing's going to be incredibly expensive.
0: Like oh, $3,000 well, yeah. So, well, but I mean, their phones aren't ridiculous and their tablets aren't ridiculous. But this is like, if this is $3,000 and you're going to tell me that this is the same kind of setup as a Quest 2, which is $300. Yeah, this is uh, a headset, dude. not
1: glasses, that the rumors are about. It is well, headset. I knew it was not glasses, but I thought it
0: was for pass-through and they were going to be made so you could wear them out and you get some AR goodies around the real world. And, but it, but it would look weird because you can't see their eyes. I mean, that's the first generation of all this because AR glasses are still several years out because the whole waveguide thing that allows you to see through but still have a screen—that's what yeah. the technology is called It's called waveguides. That's still so pretty infant. So what if
1: they infant. took the tiny little like FaceTime cameras that they have and they put yeah, and then they put you know they are projecting basically that's the, the that's the plan. It's they have pass the through the, cameras. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and so you could walk around you seven see seven fine. You'd still look like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean,
1: I just I don't think the world's ready that for that. Have, uh, these Apple investigators or detectives, whatever you want to call them, <clears throat> they rooted through paperwork to find the name of a shell company that might be related to the name of an operating system that might be related to Apple's possible mm-hmm. headset. So now it's huge story. smart, actually. It, well, yeah. But, I mean, it's still kind of like that's your job. What do you do? It reminds well, me find of find ways seen leak Apple information before.
0: <laughs> the Fortnite people and World of Warcraft and all that. There's the data miners. Have you heard about these guys? That they they look at the code inside of the games, what's released, to see what's coming next. Oh, because yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah. Oh, there's yeah, tons of that. 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 And Apple developers people.
1: do that too. They'll look through. All yeah, the they specs do that too. They look in the, the code, the beta codes, specs for other devices. Yeah. We'll
0: see. I'm excited for it because I think – I mean, if you re- – the the history is nothing's real until Apple does it, right? Tablets weren't real. The phones, uh, touchscreen phones weren't real even though they existed. They They take everybody's idea and then they polish it up to a mirror shine and say, look, we invented this, right? That's what they do. They've done that so many times. And it's funny how many people believe it is what I think is hilarious. It's like – what do you mean? This phone has a not has a has a punch hole camera, which is the rumor of the next one that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, like that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But Android's been doing it for like three years, right? It's w- when they come out with their folding phone, whenever that is in a few years. I swear, people are like folding phone. What is that? <laughs> that's that's the most brilliant. amazing thing. And Samsung's like, dude, I've been doing this for five years. I mean, that's that's what they do, and. And it's yeah. good for the industry. Yeah, yeah. Take Apple out of it. It's good for the industry because it's going to kickstart a whole wave of AR, VR goodies. Of course, I say that. They've been playing with the AR thing on their phone for years. You could play chess oh, yeah. looking through your phone on a table. <laughs> I've never really understood the point of that. I have to stare at this, and I can see the thing there, but I have to interact with it still through my phone. I don't understand
1: that. But There's I think a- it will be neat. A developer, Russ Mashmeyer, I believe his name is, and uh, he used to work for Facebook back before Mm. they started Meta, and he was basically doing a lot of the AR, the pre-Meta AR, VR-type stuff or whatever, uh, I guess developing it and coming up with the idea for products. Then he left Facebook, um, and he developed the AR system that now works with a bunch of high-end furniture and paint distributors that you take photos of your room where you could do like a scan of the room and then you could select mm-hmm. paint colors and furniture and place them in that room and then take snapshots of all that stuff and he did all that on the swift UI, or the this is it swift io what's the uh what's the language that you used to code on to an iphone swift native Just swift, swift. Yeah. okay so we had to use the iphone's code to make the AR stuff that he kind of started working on for facebook a reality into an app for these people anyway so back to the point a lot of what they were showing that the iphones can do with uh games and putting things on tables and measurements and all that stuff a lot of that Mm -hmm. framework was built in in order for this guy russ to make what he made for those apps so i thought that was Mm. that was a way of it's not just for games it's something that can be used like you know a useful way to kind of help promote and push sales in a way for your business. That reminds me, did, did you hear about, um, a few weeks
0: ago, Amazon bought or is trying to buy uh, iRobot, the Roomba
1: uh, manufacturers.
0: Yeah. They bought the vacuum company. Um, and the, the question was, is why, right? What is the point of that? Oh, oh, it's to scan your room
1: and get details and feedback. Yeah. It's to to scan your room. So all all the newer, to buy (laughs)
0: All the newer vacuums come with full-on cameras in the front of them. If you look at any of the new uh, Roombas, they have not just little cheesy cameras like they used to have. They're full-on cameras. And the point of them is is to map your room and to say, okay, this... And and take the the scary part out of it. It's to allow the vacuum... You can tell it to go vacuum the kitchen. Because in the app, you can say that this room is the kitchen, this room is a bedroom, whatever. But now with the cameras... The, the bots get smarter that they recognize that's a fridge, that's a stove, that's a sink, and they're doing that. That's a crib. Oh, they must be having a baby. Boom.
1: I mean, crazy stuff. And now Amazon. From the companies.
0: Amazon now can see inside of your company. Now, are they going to be nefarious? Who knows? I mean, Amazon doesn't have a reputation of being super sketch, but it does raise flags when a bazillion dollar company is now has a map of your house. Yeah. internally to I mean They, they it's caught scary. a
1: lot of flack for the Ring doorbells and the Ring cameras. like no, you know,
0: That wasn't their networks. fault, though, to be fair. That wasn't Amazon. That was Ring themselves before they were bought. That was just the way that they their were Wi-Fi based, worked, right? Yeah, they networked all the cameras together so that if a policeman needed something, they could, like, say someone was, vandalized a house. In they theory, all the, the Ring doorbells Ring could watch. Get an outside view, yeah. Which sounds like a great idea in 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 thought. Oh, we're catching the bad guy who robbed my neighbor.
1: But if, if they were given permission speaking, from, the, super, from the like the homeowner whose camera they wanted to use. Or well they originally they had had were opt-out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways,
0: Originally it was opt out. Like everybody was included automatically. And people didn't realize that. And so <laughs> all this surveillance video from their own house was being brought up on people's uh, you know that you didn't even know was being recorded Was showing up in like court And yeah it freaked people out Something severe Because if you go to like my neighborhood Which is a newer neighborhood Almost every house has some sort of video doorbell Yeah Almost all of it So the idea of common, you know no. Door dong ditching or whatever Where you ding and re- run away Door um, dong ditching
1: <laughs> What?
0: D- door- doorbell ditching Ditch. It was You know what I'm talking about You ring the doorbell and it's Door dong <laughs> <laughs> You're a doordong. Anyway.
1: Doordong. You know what I'm
0: saying? Ding dong ditch. That's what it's called, yes. right? Anyways, what do the kids call it this year? Now, I have a funny story about that. So years ago, when we first moved in, uh, we've lived in our house almost seven years. And um, we were one of the first ones who have one of those doorbells. And one of my friends wanted to do that. He was all sneaking up and he put like a hood on and he was sneaking up not realizing he was being recorded and he rings and he's running away and he almost falls down we have the whole thing on video it was so
1: i sent it to him and the they, whole video or he just had like no the idea uh,
0: the whole video yeah i sent the whole video the <laughs> first thing i uh, did embarrassed.
1: since they're tiny little cameras but they have like the wide fisheye lens so they can mm-hmm, capture mm-hmm. the most amount of width and so as soon as I set it up, I walked around to the front of the house and I started looking in the camera like this, pretending I was the Beastie Boys from the So What You Want video. And then I grabbed nice. some screenshots and sent to my friends. <laughs> okay, so the hot, latest hotness
0: that I have heard recently is the quiet quitting. Have
1: you heard about this? I didn't hear about it until you mentioned it to me. And then I did a little research to find out what it was. But, yeah, so the basics
0: of it, Oh,
1: go ahead. You, no, wanted, you, you want can, to, you want to hear your explanation first.
0: So the basics of it is that people are tired of going above and beyond. I've heard multiple versions of this, but the one that I've heard mostly is people are tired of going above and beyond. And so they're doing the bare basics to do their job. They're not working late. They're not doing any of that stuff. They're they're doing just the bare minimum to not get fired. That's one re- thing I heard. I read an article just today that it was you're doing the bare minimum while you're looking for another job. That one I, I hadn't heard that except for this one article. Um,
1: yeah, those seem to be both framed from the perspective of like a manager or a supervisor or a business owner, because the two articles that I read were framed more mm-hmm. from, I guess you could say, one of them would be a business consultant a guy that works with startups and media companies. And the other one is just someone who interviewed people, middle management and lower end companies. And apparently it's just like a TikTok trend. The term quiet quitting yeah, it started from is just a social media trend for being able to set boundaries between your work life and home life. So some, I guess some of the framing coming from the business owners and the supervisor or whatever is, you know, we've, let people get away with this working from home thing and now you know they're not willing to put in that extra effort they're just as soon as it becomes you know 5 530 or whatever the laptop shut they don't answer emails blah 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 like that's a problem and the actual employees who have been interviewed or some of the other businesses uh, one of the articles I read is from NPR that was the interviews the other one uh, that one was coming from a guy named Ed Zitron who's a startup consultant business consultant runs a media agency does a lot of work with like social media and stuff like that but basically he said being able to even if you're working from home or in the office being able to come in at a certain time do your job when your job is done you can shut your laptop you don't have to answer any more emails you go home and that's home when you're you know get home you don't have to check your phone for text from your boss or quick things that you could get from the cloud and send out or continue on doing stuff like that. So I think it was being framed as quietly quitting, meaning you're quitting for the day and then yeah, not quitting your job. That's been yeah. turned into a, if you're not willing to make any, any you know, extra effort, then you're just trying to slack off at your job and then eventually just find a different job. So it's an interesting so, phenomenon that's being framed in two different ways but both from the same origin. You know what I mean?
0: So what are your thoughts as a worker? And please forget that I'm your boss, and if you are quietly quitting, I'm just going to fire you right here. Take that out and don't feel any stress whatsoever.
1: So if I quietly <laughs> quit, you're going to
0: loudly fire me, right? <laughs> well, I mean, no, I'm, I'm just playing. I just... What are your... Because I have strong feelings on this, and not... To
1: me... Not just as my, a business owner, but... Go ahead. Yeah. My I gut hear what reaction you was just, it, it's almost like the nemesis to that hustle culture that we had previous yeah. pre pandemic, or if you want to call it that, you know, once, once that kind of shift went from, I get up at 5am exercise, eat breakfast work and then take, you know, take my work home with me. And then just weekends, weekend side gigs, blah, blah, blah. That mentality went a little too far. So now I think that paradigm shifted a little bit. Um, where people are like, you know what? I've realized that I'm just going to burn myself out and I'm not going to be very productive to one, my job or to my home life or family. If I'm just constantly burning from both ends, you know what I mean? And I, I need some sort mm-hmm. of cutoff. I need, I need a place to to find that balance like we've talked about before. So I think this is just a, a trendy way of framing some people saying, look, I need to make sure that, if my business hours are going to be between, say, 9 and 6. Anything before 9 doesn't involve you, my boss, my company, or whatever. Unless, you know, if you're in a leadership position or if you're obviously working for yourself or or someone, if the business is open and you're required to, like, handle, say, if it was customer complaints or if it was orders that are coming in that can't be handled, you know, there's got to be a little bit of gray area. But let's just say you're just, your job is to use as an example, a developer that's coming in, start your day at nine, you end your day at six, right? You have this many tasks to try to get through for that day. You have the lunch hour break or whatever. Is it so bad to just say, I'm not going to start writing code or thinking about the problem until nine, and then once the day is over, I'm just going to stop writing code and thinking about the problem and go on with the rest of my life? So... I, what's funny to me is I think this is just a very
0: clever way of naming something that people have always done. Yeah. 80% it's of workers. for for the idea to get across, but... Yeah, but 80% of workers, and I'm using just a classic 80-20 rule, but 80% of workers have been doing this forever. They do the bare minimum, they clock in, they clock out, and that's what it is. And there's always the 20% who want to work harder because they want to advance. What I don't understand is, I mean, you don't need a fancy name for that. That's just doing your job. Okay, fine. You're doing your job. But it doesn't change the fact that humans are humans, and the people who do the best, who do the extra effort, go to that next level, are the ones who will succeed. They're the ones who are going to get promoted. They're the ones who are going to get the raise. They're the ones who are going to start their own businesses. There is not a single person listening to my voice, or not, (laughs) That have to be the the twelve people listening to our voice. The if you are starting your own business, this isn't even entering your lexicon. No, because by this definition, is not, you are someone who is working hard and doing the extra effort.
1: Yeah, this is definitely not related to starting your own business. This is more related to run the mill factory factory workers. Now, in do you the broad term of just like a nine-to-fiver? But I mean, I mean, like the the one part that really bothered me was. If let's say for
0: instance let's just use your developer example and I've got a client whose server is exploding it's on fire it's 9 p.m. and I call you this is your your client right you work on them you're the developer for this project and I call you say dude they're on fire i need your help and you say sorry man not unless you pay me overtime right like when I hire you and you take on a client, if they're on fire, we help them, right? That's kind of the, the job. And you're a highly paid individual because you're a developer. And to, say, to hold my client ransom in the heat of the moment would be very off-putting to me. That would bother me tremendously. Sure. Now, should I be abusing you and making you do this all the time? Of course not. That's what I was going to for
1: the counterpoint is, okay, so you're a developer. You get a call at 9 o'clock from your boss. Hey, our client really needs this one thing done right now. It's super important. What is it? They want to change the color of the sale button from green to bluish green.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So that that kind of example would be bad on my part. That would be me being a bad manager.
1: So I think the whole – Because that's not critical. Balance there between – taken advantage of or putting in extra effort because you want to like, you know, there has to be a balance there. So the quietly quitting thing I think is just maybe it's, it's kind of just propaganda for if a boss thinks everybody should be going the extra mile for them without realizing that they might be taking advantage of some of them.
0: Sure. I mean, workers feeling like they're being
1: taken advantage of are the ones that might literally be, taking advantage of because usually the worker that wants to go that extra mile and take that extra step to be better. Like you were talking about earlier in example, A, they're not going to complain about this. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. they like, want right, that. They I've, want the I'm perks. doing more
1: and I'm going to do this to advance myself further in the company. So I heard that was the,
0: the, one of the articles I read today was they were saying, okay, so quietly quitting, but there's also quietly firing, which was the concept of, you're an employee. I'm going to
1: move your office not give to the basement. And take your stapler.
0: Not give you raises. <laughs> Ignore. I got the office space reference. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm ignoring your requests for X, Y, and Z. I am slowly trying to make you frustrated so that you will quit.
1: Yeah. That way you don't. And have to pay there was another unemployment.
0: There was another one that was quietly quitting your relationship. They all had fun names, but and basically as opposed to ghosting, which is the, you know, you just stop talking to them completely. You're gone. The idea here is that you just make yourself less and less available until you, they realize that that you're not interested. And they're like, and the the article was, this is like, we've gotten so passive aggressive with all of this that we are really hurting people because no one has the cojones as it were to just say, you know what? You're just not, you're not long term material. We're just firing you or I'm breaking up or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're if you hate your job, quit your job. This is I mean, especially right now. I, I couldn't say that, you know, 10 years ago you would never say that because finding a new job was a huge deal. But right now finding everyone new I employees know holds a is business. a huge deal. <laughs> oh it's yeah. The so we just hired a new guy. His name is Ryan. Hello Ryan. He is awesome and he just started, but I will tell you finding him was so painful. Way Dude. more than we've ever had to hire anybody like that. It's just, there is, it, it is a rough world out there. And I have friends, everyone I know who's, who runs a business, hiring is just a nightmare. Because, and I had a friend who's like, man, <laughs> I got on to him for this. I have a friend, he runs a company. And he's got guys who are out in the field working, working outdoors, hard work, manual labor. And he has raised their pay by fifty percent in the last two years, like big, big raises, to keep them coming. Because he was like, "Oh man, they're all lazy; they don't want to work anymore." And I'm looking around, and I was like, "Dude, there's a three and a half percent unemployment rate right now. They're working, just not for you."
1: Yeah, that's the truth. Like all those, it's it's ironic when restaurants who still want to pay tipping wages that are below, you know not minimum even minimum wage, wage. years ago and no, like 3 4 not even half hour. minimum wage and yeah. then taking tips away from their servers and the tipping employees by saying well because you know the cost of everything has gone up and we can't really increase our prices too much or we'll lose business and lose customers so we're just kind of we're going to take some of the the tipping cuz you're already getting paid so we're going to take yeah. some of the tipping we're going to take 10% off of everybody's and then it's 15% and, and then they're like why doesn't anybody want to work it is amazing to me because I mean, you go to
0: a restaurant now, Friday night, and you know, you're going out, any and yeah, there, yeah you, you look around, and you're, there's a wait of like an hour, and you're like, what in the world could you look over, and half it's the empty. restaurant's empty? Yeah. And it's because they have no servers. And and it's the same thing that my that my buddy was having the problem with this. It's not as though they're being lazy or they're not working, they're just not working for you. Like you're saying, why would you be a waiter right now? I grew up as a waiter. For a while, I waited for four waiter... years.
1: And in a restaurant that's, you know, if you have five choices and you don't start with the best one for you, you know, you're not going to be like, you know what? I really want to work there because I'll get more money and possible benefits and I might be on track to become like management or I'll just work here for less money because they really need employees. Like no one's making that choice. Sure. And
0: it is interesting to me. It's like you can tell which restaurants are treating their people right versus not. I mean, I waited tables for four years all through high school and into college, and I loved it because it was the best money per hour of any job you could get without, you know, education or anything like that. You could really, if you're a good waiter, you know, this is in the 90s, you could make $15 plus dollars an hour whenever, you know, all your buddies are making 8 bucks an hour if they're lucky, and you're doubling that because you're waiting tables and you're doing a good job. Now I can go to seriously go dig a ditch for 18 bucks an hour. Why am I taking on, I mean, yeah. any job nowadays pays crazy money now because, well, and I think that's all good. Really? Honestly, yeah, I think people may be crazy
1: more. in comparison to like, because it seems like it's a, a large shift in a short amount of time, which is kind of making up for the difference of how it should have slowly increased along with the cost of living and everything else. But Correct. at the same time, I mean, you look around at the prices of houses This is going into a different conversation, but yeah, they're getting paid more, but they're still not able to afford a house. They're still not able to sure, know, yes. pay off debts. Well, housing is just cars, such a cars, weird thing. right you know, now. it's, it's ridiculous. If it takes Inflation four people sure. uh, with, you know, full-time incomes in order to all squeeze into a two bedroom apartment just to make rent, that's, you know,
0: depending on where you're. But I, let mm. me let me loop this back around. So we're talking about quietly quitting. And I'm just saying, in today's job market, there are a bazillion... Everyone's hiring. Everyone that I know is hiring. If you don't like your job, don't quietly quit. Just quit. Yeah. Go get another job. They're there. They're all there. Don't wuss out. I mean, find a job that you love and that you're willing to put that extra time in because the... What I'm I'm going to type into a larger thing. What I find sad to me, again, I'm old, but there's this younger generation, and I'm saying anyone under the age of 30 is what I'm saying younger at this point. There is this thing, and I I, I love the idea of I work to live, not live to work. I love that phrase. However, it's a little short-sighted because I see developers in particular because their hourly rates are really high, and they're like, what's the bare minimum I have to work per week to pay on my bills? And you'll find guys who work 15 hours a week making, you know, $75 an hour. And they're like, that's enough. And then they don't work anymore. I get that. Fine. They'd rather live their lives. But they're also shortchanging what's something we call retirement. <laughs> if you're not sacking away money as a young person... You're going to be destitute when you're old. And I know when you're 25, you're immortal. And that is so far away, you're not thinking about it. But goodness gracious, you are selling yourself short. If you said, I only need to pay 15... I only need to work 15 hours a week to pay my bills. But if you then work 40 hours a week, you can set yourself up forever and not be a, a pain. I mean, in your 40s, you really start thinking about retirement. And either it's a scary thought or it's like whatever i've already been doing this and i just see these people who are working bare minimum i'm not i'm just going to be the the low man on the totem pole and, and go home at 5 and never put in the extra never get a raise never get a promotion and then you wind up in your 50 and you're like i guess my kids are going to be i'm moving in with my kids when i'm 65 i mean that's dude short short thinking sure you know what i'm saying yeah I just what don't understand. Youth is wasted
1: on the young and wisdom is wasted on the old.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know I sound like a uh, young whippersnapper, get off my lawn, but I, want, I just want people to think about it. I mean, I, I crack this whip on, on my own team all the time because, again, a lot of them are young and they're not thinking about retirement because they're going to live forever. And I'm like, guys, there is no substitution for being smart here. Retirement equals time plus money, Period there's there's no shortcut there's no magic pill i mean i've got relatives who are buying penny stocks hoping to hit it big because they didn't start early enough and there's nothing wrong with that but that's not that's not what they thought of was going to be the retirement that they yeah. hit the the penny stock lottery and again to each his own but i's like time and money equals retirement. Now, I don't know. I'm all on a different soapbox here, but I'm just – when I see this quietly quitting stuff and I'm like, I'm just going to do the bare minimum, it just kind of hits me right here because I want people to think about the future because it's so important. Yeah, right, and I'm to done. circle back, I think that
1: quietly quitting, the whole idea is that it is seen in two different ways. You're a business owner, so you're going to see it as the people are just doing the bare bare minimum. That's what quiet quitting is when everybody else who's working is saying, no, it just means I'm not going to go, you know, bust myself up way past working hours for not much more.
0: Well, I think, I mean, as a business owner, I think you, you should want to take care of your people period. And it's, it should be important that you do not mistreat them. If you're, making your guys work 50 hours a week so that you take home a big fat paycheck to buy that Porsche shame on you. Yeah. But if you are building a culture and that you are hiring the people and you're like, my client needs some help because their server shut down and only you can fix it. Your guys shouldn't be negotiating with you at that point in time.
1: Right. That's,
0: that's what I get. I think that's wrong.
1: But at the same time, with, I don't think I was going to say that comes that? with the way you build culture on your team. So that's a different topic too.
0: It's a different topic. I just want to make sure that, and that I'm not misconstrued that like I'm cracking the whip on my guys and that I want them to be always available 24 seven and they shouldn't have a home life. I mean, clearly, if you've listened to any of this podcast, that's not what we preach. We want a strong work-life balance. We want you to turn the laptop off and put the phone down. We want you to enjoy your families and your hobbies and all of that stuff. But at the same time, you've got a job to do. And there's a balance there. And it's my job as the owner, and it's my PM's job as managers to not be a burden, but it's my dev's job to step up when we need them to step up. That's the balance that we play.
1: Quietly quitting. That one got topic. me. That that one. Got, we're quitting <laughs> this time perso- That one got me offended and attacked. <laughs> I'm just joking. No,
0: because our my guys are amazing, no, we, and we, they have stepped
1: up every time.
0: I, I've been certainly we, not. I'm a little. We built this a team. Well, actually,
1: I should say you've built this team in a very unique way, where it was you sought out contractors and freelancers who were good at what they did, and then yep. you we're able to find enough work to be like, Hey buddy, instead of looking for clients, why don't you just keep doing what you love doing and I'll provide the clients stick with me. So it's like a win-win for found- both teams. And so that culture kind of carried through everybody that we've hired have been those self-started or self-started self starting freelancers or contractors that the, if you do call them and be like, Hey man, you know, client needs this. Can you make it happen? Their instinct already is, yeah, I got
0: Yeah, because I'm here to take care of what I have found. And I think this I don't think this is unique to developers. I think you could be on any sort of technician kind of field. I find the best hires are those who can run their own business, but don't want to deal with clients. They don't want to deal with they have all the skill set to be a, a successful business owner. Some of them have been successful business owners. Right. But, uh, you know, whether it's freelancing or they open their own little shop or something like that. But they just, they get, they're excited every morning by doing the actual technician work, whatever that is, development. Not finding the clients
1: to do that work for.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The finding the clients, interfacing with the clients, that to them is a drain. So they come under my wing where I'm doing the sales and the client relations and all of that, taking that off their plate. And all they have to do is their technician work. They are they're pigs in slop, right? They're rolling around and yeah. because they just love they're what they're doing. And the I took that
1: stuff that. off. I Love building relationships with clients and actually treating them mm-hmm. like in, in like a peer to peer situation is really good too. That's awesome. So I think if if you own any, I mean,
0: a design, uh, advertising, marketing, there's tons of white ish kind of jobs that would fall into that same thing. Find the technicians who hate sales <laughs> and you can find some really amazing employees. There you go. Um, Cause if you're good at sales, you and you, you're no, you're the rainmaker. You have a lot of power in that situation because you're bringing them the work. I mean, you, you gotta be careful with the guys. And, we, and we've had this before We're the guys who want to run the client and they want to run the whole thing because those guys oftentimes will take, take the, the client.
1: client. Yep. hmm.
0: So that's a real tough balance. And that's a, that's a whole nother podcast, but
1: maybe we'll worth, talk about worth, that in another one. Then maybe, we
0: maybe we will. Maybe we'll foreshadowing. So,
1: okay. Here,
0: I'll, here is a, my final story of the day. So we are recording little, uh, videos for our website, which I hate doing, but it's my job. So staring into a camera is painful for me. Um, so, we're, but we're doing these little things, and the thing we're we're making the first batch of is about a free strategy session, which I learned when I'm doing things, I'm staring into a camera, which I despise, and then my lisp gets worse. If you've listened to this podcast for more than five minutes, you know I have a lisp. It's fabulous, but I have learned the hard way. Free strategy session is impossible for me to say when I'm
1: stressed out <laughs> and staring, <laughs> it's staring in a camera. So bad,
0: <laughs> and staring. I'm free strategy session. <laughs> There's no way to sound educated. I took I redid that video like thirty-seven times because my tongue got the size of a small country and yeah, it was magical. Truly, truly magical. Um but that was that was my if last If you want a days.
1: free strategy session, you should go to the site though. <laughs> Loop that in. The bigpixel.net slash free dash session.
0: Oh, look at you. Shameless promotion. That that wasn't the reason I was telling the story. No. I was telling this because it those videos perfect. have been absolutely painful. All righty, y'all. We're out.
1: If you have any more questions, comments, or information that you'd like to share with us, you can reach us at hello at thebigpixel.net or on any one of our social media channels or even on YouTube. You can leave a comment and we'll get back to you.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And we're doing, we're setting up some more interviews with more people. So if you know of anybody who might want to, uh, chat with us. Uh, have them reach out to Gary, Gary at thebigpixel.net, and uh, he will he will hook you up. We'll talk to anybody. I mean, seriously, <laughs> just kidding. We we have some standards. Uh, they're not very high though. So, all right. I shouldn't say that. Pretty much I, anybody like, that's our future guest
1: has passed the standard test. <laughs> <laughs> fair
0: enough. Fair enough. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. See you next time. See ya.